Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. The collect for today, our opening prayer that introduces us to the readings, gives us words of hope and understanding. The prayer is theologically rich, guiding us in our worship. I want you to listen to the words once again. In fact, I invite you to open them up in your bulletin so they're in front of you as we kind of break down this call it. They're just inside the front cover. It starts off with, Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things. Of course, it is directed to God who has all power and all might, the one who gives us good things. And because of his almighty power, and because he gives good things, we ask him to do four things, to to grant us four things in this prayer. The first thing we ask of him too, is to graft in our hearts the love of your name. The word graft is a horticultural term. It's also a medical term. In both instances, it refers to inserting something living, a a twig or medically inserting a tissue, to another living thing or person. It has to do with placing something inside something else so that they grow together. When we ask God to graft in our hearts the love of your name, the love of God's name, it is because God puts his love into us to love him. As St. John wrote in his first letter, we love because he first loved us. Sin is so pervasive in our life that we need the goodness of God in order to, in our life, in order to love him. Love is a gift of God, and so we ask God to insert his love in us, graft in our hearts the love of your name. And then in our call it, we ask God to give us more of his good gifts. We prayed, Increase in us true religion. Of course, this comes from a verse in the letter of St. James where he wrote, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Now, unfortunately, in American Christian culture, we create a, a, a false dichotomy saying that it's not about religion, it's about relationships. Never heard that before? Well, it's not quite true. It's actually both. It's not an either-or thing here. Religion, by definition, is the worship of God and how we worship God. Relationship with God is something God invites us into through his gift to us of faith and love. And because he invites us into relationship, we practice true religion. Thus, our colic praise, increase in us true religion. The next line in our prayer is a petition to God. Nourish us with all goodness. This is another agricultural term, nourish, meaning to supply the substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition. We need nourishment. We need our nourishment to come from the Lord, who is the author and giver of all good things. And then finally, we prayed, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Staying with the agricultural terms here, fruit. 
We ask God to bring forth in us the fruit, the product of good works, precisely because we cannot do this on our own. As Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we pray that God will bring forth the fruit of good works. Now, we like to think we are more self-sufficient than we really are. We like to think that we offer something to God that he needs. As if without us, he's just not quite right. We might fool ourselves in thinking that although God saved us through the power of the cross, we somehow choose to come to faith and belief in God on our own. As if God did 99% of all the work and we did that all-important little 1%. But our collect reminds us that it is all about God. Our salvation, our Christian life, our true religion is by the mercies and grace of God, the giver of good gifts. And by his grace and through Christ Jesus alone, he has made us his children. So in this collect, we see the gospel of grace. We hear the words of the loving kindness, the gift of God's salvation. It is God who does the work in us. Lord of all power and might the author and giver of all good things. Graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness and bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Because we are nothing without the almighty God. Well, that's our colic for today. Let's get to the readings. We heard from the Old Testament book of Proverbs in the first reading, encouraging us to act diligently and with etiquette in the presence of a king, in the presence of royalty. It is better to have the king invite us to be with him rather than to presume our place in the king's presence at the king's table. In our gospel reading, Jesus basically gives a commentary on this Old Testament proverb. He gives the idea in story form. It's a, it's a parable. Jesus said, when someone invites you to dinner, don't take the place of honor. Somebody more important than you might have been invited by the host, and then he'll come out and call you in front of everybody. You're in the wrong place. The place of honor belongs to this man. And embarrassed, you'd have to make your way to the very last table, the only place that's left. So Jesus clues us into some good strategy here. He says, when you're invited to dinner, go and sit in the last place. And then when the host comes, he may very well say, friend, get up here to the front. That will give the dinner guests something to talk about. Oh, they must be really close. What Jesus is saying is that if you walk around all high and mighty, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to being simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. Jesus adds another story as well, this time to the host, the one who invites the guests, and he encourages them to invite the ones that don't get invited to parties, the misfits, the, the outcasts, the ones that cannot return any favors. The blessing comes in inviting these sorts of people. Now, both of these stories beg the question of asking, why do we do what we do? 
In other words, what is our motivation? In the accounts of these stories, the one invited to the dinner party seeks recognition from the host. And in the next, the host is seeking favors from the guests and invites the important people. And the lesson today for us is, what is our motivation? How often do we seek recognition? How often do we seek special treatment or favor from others? Or to put it differently yet, is our motivation to fulfill our own needs? Is our motivation to, to build up ourselves? Is our motivation really all about me? Do I come to church on Sunday morning to worship God? Or is it more about fulfilling a need that I have? And I hope the church does it right today. Do, do I come to the Lord's table to receive sacrament, the body and blood of Jesus poured out for us? Or do I come to the Lord's table to take what I need? Do I come to worship in song and prayers and offering and leave knowing that God was worshipped and the people of God gathered together to worship his holy name? Or do I leave frustrated because they didn't play my song or say my prayer or recognize my gifts? You see, when our motivation is to serve ourselves and our desires, we miss out on the true purpose, the true religion of our God. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. This is why Jesus fed the hungry and healed the sick, touched the brokenhearted. This is why Jesus served the disciples, washing their feet at the Last Supper. And this is why Jesus gave his life for us, to redeem us from sin and death, laying down his own life of his own accord for us. By his death, serving us so that we might become children of God. This is grace. This is gift. This is true religion. You know, one of the tenets of our world is that the most important person in the world is you. Just do an internet search. Type in the most important person in the world is and see what comes up. The power and importance of self is one of the most common beliefs that is preached in our world. Yet Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. St. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. The calling of Jesus is a call to serve. And this is what our opening call it is about. Our prayer speaks to this because it is not a prayer expressing my importance expressing the power of self, fulfilling my motivational needs. The prayer is centered on God and not me. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works. 
photos are directed outward. Not because I am worthy of these things, but because God is all-powerful and mighty and He gives all good things and our reliance is upon Him in this world. So as we gather today for worship, as we receive communion, as we are instructed by, by the deacon to go into this world to proclaim the gospel, you know, that's, that's that bit right after the last song when the deacon's in the back and says, go into the world in peace and love and all that, right? That's what we call the dismissal. The dismissal. It is a call to go into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The whole point of that is to say, here's where we're going. We've been filled up with church, and now we get to go pour ourselves out to the world. So may our eyes be fixed on Jesus and not ourselves. May we go to serve others, even the least of these, the outcasts, the ones who don't get the invitations to parties. May we go to serve not for recognition, not to fulfill our own needs and desires, building myself up. But may we serve as Jesus served, laying down his life for others. That is our calling too. And by his grace, may we go and do likewise, resting in Jesus ourselves. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.